0: Today's guest is Sarah Gilbert, known as Singing Tech on Twitter. She's a community technical success manager for public sector at Microsoft. And Sarah was a previous guest on this podcast talking about her career and how she got to where she is today. But today, today we're going to talk about her passion of singing opera. So thank you so much for joining me, Sarah.
1: Oh, no problem. I love just like sitting down and chatting with you, obviously, since we already do another show together. (laughs) That's
0: right. All the shows.
1: (laughs) Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. And together, you forget... People have already shipped us. We are Sarah me. That's
0: right. (laughs) And my wife feels safe since you're on the West Coast and I'm on the East Coast.
1: All right. Yeah. All right. So for those who haven't
0: had a chance to interact with you a lot over, especially the last couple of years with COVID, uh, share a bit about where you're from, who you are and what you do.
1: All right. Well, I grew up in Las Vegas. Uh, I am currently the Microsoft uh, Community Manager for the public sector tech community, uh, and what I do, I do community management, which it's always hard to say everything that this job is because it's, yes, it's a faction of marketing, but it's also, I would even argue that it's, you know, marketing project management, people management, mm-hmm. uh, making connections. It's kind of, it's all rolled into one, you know, you're literally forming and growing a community of people. And that includes efforts internally as well as externally,
0: that's pretty cool. But that's not what we're here to talk about.
1: No, no, So not.
0: today, I'd like, to, I'd like to hear more about your story of how you got into opera.
1: Oh, well, okay. So, uh, and uh, for those that don't know, I have a bachelor's and a master's in music. I, I guess I can give this part of the resume. Uh, I did undergrad at Northern Arizona University uh, on an opera scholarship as well as my grad school as well. My grad school, I went to the New England Conservatory of Music in Boston. Mm-hmm. So I literally went from one coast to the other. Um, and then after that, I was a professional opera singer for about eight years and I traveled uh, all throughout the United States and the world. I sang in, uh, in England, Austria, uh, Germany, Ireland, uh, Australia even, mm-hmm. um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That was a really fun trip in um, Italy. Ugh, Italy was one of my favorites. So, so what um, you,
0: but what made you pick it? I mean, when you mm. went to college, since you got music degrees, you knew something. What made you go into opera?
1: Well, for one, uh, the challenge of, of performing was always interesting to me. I, I loved. So having ADHD, which I didn't know at the time, by the way. Uh, Music was one of the things that, like, I had a huge interest in, like, even from the get-go, like, I loved music, and it was one of the things that I, even though I was actually an overachiever in school, yes, I was one of those people that graduated honors and all that, everything else just, you know, sometimes I had to use a lot of willpower to get through, but music just always came easy. Mm -hmm. Uh, I was always big on forms of communication, and I always wanted to, to be heard um, or to help others communicate. I was in choir all throughout like middle school and high school. I loved that. I loved the community of that as well as making music together. Um, and I still love doing that to this day. And, uh, what actually originally got me into music is kind of a sad story. So sorry about it, uh, was actually, so most people don't know. I had a brother and, uh, he babysat me and my sister, Kristen, a lot, and he was a musician. Uh, And he taught me how to play the piano originally, like, you know, I was just like, like a toddler, you know, like they plunk on the keys, because they can barely see over the bench like this. Uh, And he sang in a band and he actually was quite a Renaissance man. He wrote music, he wrote, he wrote and published poetry, uh, all of that. Um, But unfortunately, when I was around eight or nine years old, he passed away. Uh, and music was one of the things that kept him close to me. So that's why I originally got into it was so that I could keep his memory close. And then I realized I loved it too, just a different way than he did. He was, he was a singer, but he tended to, from what I remember, he favored instruments more, like guitar and piano. Mm-hmm. And then I went more the singing route. And uh, and then when I started getting uh, individual singing lessons, like I, I had several teachers be like, you realize your voice is really powerful like you could because operatic training is some of the hardest vocal training that you can get uh and even if you go on to a different singing career i've known a lot of people that have gotten operatic training just to have that under their belt because basically if you can do opera you could do damn near anything uh i mean how else can you fathom somebody being able to sing Opera is not mic'd, so you have to be able to have the power to sing over an orchestra and be heard. Mm. Not easy.
0: Wow. So was it during college that you realized that and then you, you start down that path?
1: High school, actually. Oh, really? Yeah, I started seriously training for it maybe around 17 or 18. And the reason why I went to Northern Arizona University, uh, besides it just being an awesome college, um, it has a really high elevation so one of the things that you have to train for as an opera singer, it's probably why some people notice like I have a big, not big boobs, but like an actual like wide chest and like a very like developed chest area is because you are developing that as an opera singer. You develop your lungs and your lung capacity. I have a I have more of a lung capacity than the average person. Most opera singers do. Oh,
0: interesting. And so then the college path you took set you up specifically for professional opera singing?
1: it did yeah being a professional musician a professional opera singer but it also prepared you a lot for the world like i've actually known a lot of musicians that have gone into tech as well uh you know a lot of people think like oh you went to college and you just like what like sang over here and sang over there and i'm like that's not what classes are like but uh i had to take so opera you have to learn several languages i had to take a year of french german and italian i had to take classes in music theory as well as music history uh i had to learn the business end of opera because when you start out you're basically your own agent uh i had to learn diction which is even if you don't know how to it's phonetic reading so even if you don't know like how to speak a language if you look at like the phonetic alphabet of it you know how to how to speak it even if you don't know what you're saying (laughs) so you could be a parrot. uh yeah i even took conducting which was Trust me when I say it was quite hilarious and uh, and class piano and performance classes on top of that. And the things that I had to do for my scholarship and perform.
0: Wow. So how does that transition from from school to professional um, work? Did you have to seek out since you said you had to learn the business end and represent yourself? Was it an easy transition? Did the, did the job just fall on your lap? Did you had to fight
1: for it? Finding jobs singing opera is not not like The Voice or like America's Got Talent, like people think. You know, you don't just walk into a room with a bunch of like Simon Cowells or anything like that. Uh, you look for open audition screenings. Usually, they have them posted on several different websites. I guess back in the day, you know, you would probably check the newspaper um, or postings like that. And a lot of come to think of this, this is, I use this in my job now, but a lot of how you can also get jobs as an opera singer is through your connections. Mm. Because a lot of times some of these smaller companies won't be able to advertise on the big sites, but they're still looking for people and they're still going to pay. Uh, So my career started in Boston, which they have a lot of smaller companies like that, or student funded companies, or sometimes even smaller companies that coexist with the schools. Like sometimes they want to bring in professionals for like the bigger level roles, but they still want their students to put on this show, but they want the main characters to be professional level. Mm -hmm. Um, Or in some cases, there are certain characters that in an opera that the voice has to be more developed and somebody younger just just can't sing them or they won't have the developed stamina to be able to do it. Uh, Contrary to popular belief, opera singing is actually a practically an Olympic sport because you have to have stamina to sing a show that can last four or six hours or even the ring cycle we're talking nine plus hours wow so yeah that's being able to have stamina and to pace yourself so how I got into work was like uh, I started working actually during grad school so the cool thing about a lot of these schools my grad school included is they had a gig office and companies would call them and tell them different things that they were looking for. And weekly, they would start having postings of like, sometimes you would see it just really simple things like soprano needed for wedding. Mm -hmm. Um, Or surprisingly, a lot of the work, the early work is in churches. Uh, Church services of all types will pay to, like not a huge amount, obviously, but they'll pay to have some professional singers in their choir so that they can sound better. Or, you know, they just like pleasant singing and they want good soloists that are guaranteed. So there you go. Uh, so I did that uh, starting out in grad school and then it just built from there where different companies or different programs would ask me in.
0: Wow. So, I mean, eight years is a long time. I mean, is what, 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 what continued that for you? I know, I know you know, we in, your, in our other interview we talked about why why you transitioned, right? Uh, opera doesn't pay as well as technology. We all know that. But w- what kept you going for that eight years? Is, was it just a passion for it?
1: Um, a passion for it. And it's something I knew I wanted to commit to. Like I was never bothered living the, I guess you would call it the bohemian lifestyle. Um, because to me, what always mattered, it wasn't about the money. It was about the experiences. Hmm. Like some of my... Best. stories and memories are from my time as an opera singer when i didn't really have two dimes to rub together more than half the time or had to mm-hmm. think of creative ways to do things and um what is it they say necessity is the mother of invention it's yeah. through that that i i actually found out a lot about myself being an opera singer and you know the the fact that like i could overcome the challenges of being a traveling working musician like it, it made me less afraid of other things as it's come up later in life like when you do go into an opera audition for example for a bigger company it is kind of like American Idol of the damned because like at the very end audition for some of these big companies you are auditioning for like all the directors and the staff so like you'll go into this room and there's like a really long table or sometimes it's um like a smaller theater, but then they're just taking up like the front row or something. Uh, And yeah, they're just all sitting there like writing down notes on everything you say and you do and how you look and how you walk and how you act. It's like, that's really nerve wracking. But because of being able to be conditioned to that, now whenever people like, God, I'm nervous about this this presentation I have to give. And I'm just like, this is nothing, it's fine. It's whatever.
0: That's great. I mean, that does kind of go into my next question. You know, what Mm -hmm. what about that experience has made you a better person? I heard a little bit, Mm -hmm. you know, in that it's made you a little fearless when it comes to that public kind of interaction. Is there any any other lessons that you you could think of?
1: Oh, yeah. Um, My networking skills were made from being an opera because a lot of how you get work or even how you get referred is networking and building relationships and building a community because Mm -hmm. like let's say let's say you know you probably are anyways you know let's say you're like a really good baritone and me and you worked on a show and like we had a good time you know it was great working with you you made things so easy and then like I have my next job and they're like, oh, damn, we need, the, we need a baritone for this role. You know, Bobby dropped out and like now, you know, we're hopeless. Like I can come in and be like, oh, you should hire Jeremy. I've worked with him. He's great. And so like word of mouth, I think in most of the music industry is huge. Mm-hmm. Um, so that building of a community in that sense and also building up your per- you have to build up your personal brand big time not only just with you know the companies or the heads or whatnot but with your peers that is important um I don't know that the phrase would be like be nice because that's not that implies being nice to like a form of being disingenuine but like having a relationship with those around you you know the the time of the the diva definitely passed and I would never be that way uh (laughs) but building those relationships actually comes to your benefit more often than not and I found that what was funny about that is like you know when I was doing this and I was telling my dad about you know all of this and how I was getting work and he was telling because my dad works in banking so you know he's talking to me about business politics and I was like yeah I could never do what you do I can't do business politics what are you talking about And he's like but you are though
0: mm-hmm. <laughs> he's right so <laughs> that's great
1: so so I know COVID
0: has kind of put a pause on a lot of performance stuff, but mm-hmm. um what I'm assuming you're still you're still doing this, at least before COVID you were, right?
1: Yes. And I still do it every now and then. There's smaller companies out here that tend to do work. Like there's I think they're starting back up again. There's Seattle Opera on tap, and then actually. Before I, before the pandemic hit, I was actually talking on Twitter to somebody called the drunken tenor that I think lives around here. <laughs> so I've been meaning to reach back out to him again too. Um, but yeah, like a lot of things just cause for a lot of my performer friends and performers in general, just pandemic just put everything straight pause or a lot of companies unfortunately shut down. Um, I remember during the pandemic I was helping different friends of mine try to find grants or, uh or or the relief that they could get from like even their local government uh, which most of them managed to stay afloat very well and a few of them did take side jobs going into tech and like I helped to I helped to convince one of them that I'm like no you have the skills that you can do this like because she was even like they're not going to take a musician and I'm like yeah they will like <laughs> yeah trust me you just have to you have the skills like any career can do this but like you know with with musicians just because you know I come from this background, you have the skill set, you just have to apply it in a different way. Musicians have a really strong pattern recognition, for example, and that's big in programming. Mm -hmm. Um, Trying to think of other other skill sets. For opera, when you are working on an opera and rehearsing it, you're literally taking like small snippets of it and working towards this larger goal. And you have to have like, you have to be able to see the big picture Uh, and also have the stamina and resilience to keep going through and trust that it's all going to come together, which is project management. So,
0: Mm. Wow. Well, Sarah, I hope that um, things um, start up again and that you get to do it. And who knows, maybe I'll, if I'm ever in Seattle and you're performing, I'd love to catch a show, but uh, thanks so much for coming on the podcast and talking about your passion.
1: Oh, anytime.